Welcome back here on the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB as we broadcast here from Surprise, Arizona. Spring training home for your Kansas City Royals. Time to talk with uh, Royal shortstop Bobby Wood Jr. Bobby, how are you? Doing great. How are you doing? Uh, very good. And uh, congratulations on the contract. Uh, is that a load off your mind or was it uh, pretty easy to get done? Yeah, I think so. it was pretty. It was throughout the offseason. There was talks and everything. And then once we got it done, it was just it was it's a blessing just to be able to get this opportunity to be make Kansas City my home and um, really looking forward to what's to come how long does the whole process take when 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 did it get started and and how involved were you kind of with uh I would say last spring training there were some talks and then we we're just like I was going to go out and play see what happens perform and then kind of towards the end of the season there was more talks and kind of just was like all right we'll just go in the off season finish out the season not worry about anything and then once off off season started there was kind of just some counters back and forth and then we came to agreement kind of around fan fest which was really cool and then so got to be able to do that right after yeah the uh you know it, it, were you a guy that likes to be in on everything that's going on are you getting updates or um, just leave that to someone else yeah i trust my team uh octagon my agency um scott pacino and my dad they did a great job and the whole agency did a great job with that and then also with the royals front office it was it was great yeah, it's seven years, uh, and then options for you. I mean, that's a, that's a it's a really nice contract for you, and to have that kind of flexibility. What what do you do? You, what do you think about? Do you ever sit back and go, okay, here's what it's going to take to go ahead and be exercising those options, or no? It's like, okay, that's done. That's a long way off. Let's just play baseball. Yeah, my thing is just worry about now spring training. Uh, try to get better each and every day, and not worry about that stuff. Uh, when that time comes, it comes. Just kind of my mantra is always just kind of be where my feet are, be in the present moment, and so that's where we are now. And now there's nothing to worry about now. Get just get out there, play some baseball. They added a lot of talent this offseason. How much did that maybe influence your 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 willingness to stay here in Kansas City? 100%. That was one of the things that we went in and said. My ultimate goal is to win. I want to win. And so if kind of they showed that they're they were willing to do that and go out and uh, spend some money, get some great great players, great teammates. And so I'm really looking forward to what's to come. And so yeah, that was definitely another reason just to get kind of have that opportunity to have that chance and so i'm just super excited just to just being out here meeting all the guys they're all great guys and so it's going to be a lot of fun you, you mentioned your dad is part of your uh part of your management team but he's also a former big leaguer that played for a long time how much you know did he share with you you know his experiences and say hey this is i want your career i mean, fathers want their sons to have better than they did he had a pretty good but how much did, did he influence you on on what to look for as far as uh you know the Royals being a good team. Yeah, it's just he's always told me just kind of it's always ultimately my decision, but also he's put, gave me feedback through it all. And so it was great just to have him throughout this time and uh, be able to kind of give me feedback of what he thinks and everything. So it was really good. Right, by the way, are you used to the Jets now? After Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, surprise, they're flying over. It's pretty cool to watch. It is pretty cool. I noticed that you didn't break stride. Yeah, yeah Most people will be like, oh, what's going on? You've you got, you gotten used to it uh, out here. It is one of the joys of spring training with the uh, Royals the Air Force Base uh, right down the road. We're talking to Bobby Wood Jr. here in the uh, program. Uh, how you, you mentioned just focus on baseball, being the best player you can be. How good can you be, man? Like almost 30, 50, first 30, 30 player in Royals history at your age. And, you know, Carlos Beltran played here, man. Amos Otis played here. George Brett played here. A lot of really good players. You did something no one else has done already at this age. How good can you be? I don't really know. Um, honestly, <laughs> it's just kind of one of those things where you, that's why you don't really want to set too many goals. Um, you want to set the big picture goals, but the season by season goal you don't want to really set because you don't know. You don't want to set a limit and then you surpass that limit and you get, all right, what am I supposed to do now? And so it's really just, I feel like the sky's the limit and just got to keep working, keep getting better. And the ultimate goal is just to stay healthy. Um, and I've been blessed enough the past 
few years, nothing, no hiccups. So it's just kind of being able to kind of keep working um, before the before the games, after the games, and just keep my body right, just stay healthy on the field so I can help the team win. You said you don't set goals, right? But uh, you, you clearly were gunning for 50 on the stolen bases last year. What was that like, you know, trying to get them? I mean, that's a magic number that was right there. What 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 was going on in your mind when you were, you know, trying to run that down? One, getting the 30th home run first and then going for the 50th SB. Yeah, I definitely just wanted to be smart. Uh, I didn't want to take any risks, do anything. And so, like, a lot of guys are telling me, oh, you should have stopped at second base my last at bat of the right. year. But that's just not how I play the game. I'm not going to stop stop at a base just to try to get something and I'm going to play the game hard and play the game that I've always was taught to play or how I was always taught to play and so yeah definitely I think uh, the last few weeks I got thrown out a lot and uh, so just taking some risks but now knowing the situations trying to trying to get in the position to be in scoring position for my team and but filled up short so it's just kind of motivation just kind of for the next year and so definitely been working on jumps steals steal starts and everything so it's been it's been a lot of fun any of the catchers or uh, any of the guys on the other team when you're getting close uh, not today not on us was there I any think, ribbon you, you took from the guys yeah i think so from what i heard when we we're that last series against the yankees they they that was their big thing in the meeting from what i've heard so definitely they're gunning <laughs> at me but that's fun that's when the game's fun just to compete that's why you do this we go out there and compete and have that have that drive do you like to talk with guys on the other team are you a, a, a chatter guy out there on the bases yeah it's pretty hard to whenever guys are on second and you're talking to Aaron Judge or Mike Trout whoever it is it's hard not to just kind of talk to him a little bit and just kind of build relationships because you're gonna be playing with these against these guys for a long time so build the relationships but then know what's right what's wrong and just be yourself out there Bobby Wood Jr. is with us here in the uh, program was there ever anything you were going to be other than a baseball player I mean it, when, when that been baseball so in your family the way it was for you was that just you you get up you're born you get up you start talking you start walking and then you're going to be a baseball player was there some other things you thought about other sports maybe you thought about yeah I was pretty blessed with just that ability just to be able to play at a young age and try to take those talents to a higher level and so that's always was my goal as a young kid and but also I love playing football uh I was a wide receiver and corner throughout like middle school and uh, a couple years of high school and so that was that was something that I loved I love just kind of going out there I just love the things with the team playing with the team uh being able to be around the team and just that team aspect game and just going out there and competing and trying to win games and so that was definitely something that I definitely thought I was going to maybe do pursue is football. I thought my ultimate dream goal in middle school was to play football and baseball at the University of Oklahoma and go from there. And so I'd say those those two. But other than baseball, like I said, it was just uh, God gave me this talent to go play the game. And so I took and for the most of it and just run, taking a run at that. Yeah. They're low today, yeah. by the way. They're, they're, they're coming in low. Uh, when you uh, when, when you play catch with your dad, have, by the way, did you play catch or have a catch? Play catch. For you sure. played catch. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Uh, when you play catch with your dad, a little different. Your, your dad, I'm old enough. I had your dad, your dad on my fantasy team. Big strikeouts, a lot of walks, uh, but big strikeout guy. Um, but, you know, playing catch with a guy who can bring it in the upper 90s. Did How, how old were you when he started unleashing it? Uh, you know, Were you five years old having to catch 95? I think – the younger I was, the harder he threw. So now it's kind of more so taken off. Just he's he's had over twelve surgeries, so that wear and tear on that body's kind of been catching up to him. But he still he still can go out there and sling it for sure. And so it was always fun, kind of growing up. Like he he was my pretty much coach and everything. Like he was, I never really had a hitting coach, never had anything. So he was like he knew my swing as well as I knew my swing. So he was always throwing me BP, and he would. Sometimes I'd hit a couple hard off him. He'd buzz my tower a little bit or whatever it was. So, but he he always had it in the tank, and he knew he did. So it was fun. 
he would come up and in. Oh yeah, no doubt. Throw one behind me here and here. <laughs> he'd actually sometimes he'd get into that competitive mode. Like we had about five five high school guys in high school uh, all hit BP like the night before games or whatever at the, up at the field, and he'd he'd accidentally like. Some would get away from him, and he'd hit some of our guys. But then it was funny because those guys that got hit, they hit a homer the next next game. So he's like, "I got those guys are like, I got to hit every game." So it's every time we go out and have batting practice or whatever it was, so it's kind of a fun run. Mr. Story. Witt, will you hit me yeah. here so I can hit a home run? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's that's amazing. Uh, we're talking to Bobby Witt Jr. here in the program. Uh, I know you're busy. I know you got a meeting coming up, so let me get you to my final four, four quickies for you. Of course, it's brought to you by the University of Kansas Health System, the official healthcare provider of the Kansas City. Royals. Get care from the experts the Royals trust to make the right call. Learn more at KansasHealthSystem.com slash Royals. Bobby, I'll start you with this one. A uh, new ballpark. They're going to build a uh, new park. Are you uh, are you wanting a hitter's park or a pitcher's park? It doesn't matter to me. I'm just. It's just going to be awesome just to be able to see that, just seeing the pictures of what they uh, have in, kind of announced and stuff. It's going to be awesome. You know, uh, uh, Hoover and, and uh, Q both said pitcher park. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm good for whatever, whatever okay. works for me. Okay, good to know. Um, all right, uh, what what is the hardest your dad ever threw at you? Do you, do you know? What, I have no idea what. Did you ever get in front of a radar gun? Was he? What's the hardest he ever threw? Do you do you know? I think he said like 98 or 99, but that's on the old ray gun. So they said those have a couple, they're a couple notches slow. So I don't know what that's okay. kind of equivalent uh, to nowadays. He, he he could bring it. He could bring it. Um, it when was the last time you talked to Nolan Ryan? Um. I had the opportunity probably, it was probably a while ago, but my dad talked to him quite a bit uh, recently just with his documentary coming out yeah. and stuff, and so he was able to be around him there. But I first met him when I was really young at a car dealership, I think. He was signing autographs, and my mom's like, no way, he's here. I think my mom was getting her car fixed or something, so she took me behind and got me got me to meet him and everything. And then uh, they meet, they talk quite a bit, not too too much but uh, i think probably the last time was maybe five six years ago yeah but yeah they were quite the tandem there's a oh, lot yeah. a lot of heat being thrown oh, yeah. uh, on that ranger team and finally what's your favorite ballpark outside of kaufman which one do you like the most uh, i'd say fenway park uh grew up a red sox fan my dad being from massachusetts and it's just the history behind that stadium and just walking out there the seventh inning here in sweet caroline it's just it's just awesome to be able to and my grandparents were able to come to the games last year and the year before so it's just that was the team I grew up playing, and now playing against them, it's it's just it's awesome. Well, Bobby, we're we're thrilled that you're going to be here for a long time. It's a lot of fun watching you play. Thanks for sharing some time with us, and uh, enjoy spring training. Yes, sir. Thank you. Welcome back. You're on the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB as we broadcast here from Surprise, Arizona, spring training home of your Kansas City Royals. We're fortunate to be joined by the manager of the Royals, Matt Quattrero, is with us. Matt, how are you, sir? Hey, good morning. I'm doing great. Very good. Uh, nice weather. Uh, cool in the uh, mornings. Not too bad in the afternoons. Uh, so far, you guys, it's been pretty good right you haven't had the rainy spell yet have you no this has been beautiful last week or the previous week when we came out here early it was a little windy and chilly but this week's been chamber of commerce week right now are you an arizona guy now have you settled in you know spring being in arizona versus florida or there's still things about florida you miss oh i mean i've had a little bit of both you know when i was with cleveland i was out here so i got kind of used to it um the Florida thing, I was spoiled because I commuted, so I was home most of the time. Right. So that was a, that was the nice feature of Florida. And, you know, the only positive byproduct of the COVID thing was playing in those little pods where you only played the teams that were close to you. So you had no travel the last couple of years I was there. But, um, no, I, I enjoy Arizona a lot. You know, the, the mornings are gorgeous out here, yeah. you know, especially the scenery and all that kind of stuff. And not dealing with rain is a big deal. Florida, you deal with that all the time. Yeah. Um, let, let's talk about 
when John Sherman was speaking the other day, and he said there was excitement last year because we had a lot of new people and new things. He said this year there's excitement because we got new players, right? Like it's not just changes. Uh, it's it's additions, right? Something to build. How, how exciting was it for you to see all the things that uh, J.J. Picola was able to get done in this offseason and, and start thinking about how it was going to come together as a team? Yeah, it was incredible. And the fact that most of it happened in a short period of time was kind of like, wow, we're really going, we're really going, we're still going, we're still going, you know, so <laughs> that was fun, you know, because we had had the conversations, the three of us, and then J.J. and I separately, and, you know, you have a plan, but you don't always know how that plan is going to come together or which names are actually going to come together and those kinds of things. Because, you know, you're, when you're targeting free agents, they have as much of a choice. They have the choice ultimately, you know. I mean, finances and, and location and all that stuff come into play. But, you know, you can have a target list of everybody you want, but they ultimately have to decide where they want to go. So I couldn't be happier with the guys we've we've acquired as people and as players and what they're going to mean to the organization and the team on the field. You mentioned, uh, you know, the targets that you had, and I remember you and J.J., it, it wasn't that long ago and it feels like yesterday sitting there at the end of the season wrap-up press conference and jj kind of identified what you wanted to get and i was like okay if you can get half that you know pretty good haul seems like you got everything and then kept piling on even more relievers was there anything on the list because i i I, it is it's not just on you well we'll pluck this off the shelf and we'll pluck that off the shelf there's 29 other teams you're competing with for this talent so to be able to go out and get all that done was there anything that you didn't get that you wanted yeah, I, you know, no, I don't think so. I mean, you know, and, and, you know, we just acquired John Schreiber this right. week, too. So, you know, we're just putting in the bullpen specifically, you know, we really targeted strike throwers and, you know, whether it was three or four guys, you know, f- you know, to be able to acquire all those guys in one offseason is a big deal. Um, you know, now to get Schreiber, we gave up a good prospect and that that's the price of doing business, you know, and um but as far as, you know, going to get Lugo and Waka, that that's a real win for us just as guys that are proven, they're stable, uh, they throw strikes, you know, and the things, all those things that we targeted, <clears throat> at some point the 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 process to do it, it was important. But for J.J. to have that vision of how many and who he was targeting, you know, if you're going to get two, got to start with a list of five or six, you know. So the wheels were turning, um, and, and, you know, I I couldn't be happier with the way he went about it, the communication we had throughout the process, and and the way we made it come together. Having two more guys, you know, last year you had three guys, only three guys, that topped 100 innings uh, out of your rotation. How much better do you get just if those, you know, you can have five guys, top 100 innings I mean, how much just being able to soak up those innings and be able to be more aggressive with the bullpen how much better does it make the club yeah well i mean getting quality innings out of your starting rotation you know then you don't beat your bullpen up as much and when you add quality arms to the bullpen then it makes it easier to for the starter to know hey if i'm having a rough day we got guys to, to come in behind me that can stabilize this game you know or it makes it easier to come out with a lead knowing that the the guys behind you are going to be able to hold it for the most part um you know those those are the kinds of things that kind of snowball as the year goes on you build that momentum some days the starter's not going to have it but a bullpen's job is to keep you in the game so the offense has a chance to come back and win it late or win it in the middle innings and so the name of the game is pitching right preventing runs from the other team we feel like we've added a lot of guys that can help us do that how much i want to ask you about jordan lyles because i chatted with him and and the numbers at the end of the year weren't good from an era standpoint but there were also many games where 
he'd be through five with one run, and you're like, okay, he's got it, and he would stay in there. You know, you'd leave him in, and I, you know, I would have friends like, well, you know, complaining about, well, why didn't you go get somebody else? I'm like. There wasn't anybody else. Like the bullpen, I don't know if you know, but that one starter went two and a third, another one went three, and another one went, you know, five, whatever it was. Like the bullpen has been taxed. There, there are websites that even us lay people can look at the chart how much, and you could just see that you didn't have much that night that would be available. And I said, if not him, then who? You don't get to just say, all right, we forfeit three innings. We'll pick back up in the ninth, right? Somebody's got to do it. How much of what his numbers are were a product of the fact that he was the guy that you knew could go and just one for take take uh, you know, take it on the chin a little bit, but get you the inning so that you didn't have to bring somebody out that really couldn't go. Well, I, I should start by saying Jordan wants every single inning he can get. He loves to pitch. He loves to compete. He loves to be out there. Um, you know, and he had plenty of positive outings that like like you're describing. What. You know, maybe the fans understand, some understand, some may not, is if the bullpen is taxed, you go to the bullpen four nights in a row early in the game, you have to send somebody out. And then that guy can't come back up for 15 days unless there's an IL stint. So we have to manage that, too, from a long-term perspective of, okay, if we can't use some, if we use somebody tonight, we're going to be hurting for two weeks as opposed to Jordan gets another inning or anybody gets another inning to, to save the bullpen. And if we're on the road and we're losing, it's an eight-inning game instead of a nine-inning game. So those inning, all those calculations go into effect when you're making those decisions. But as far as Jordan... He, you know, he has to keep the ball in the ballpark. He's aware that, you know, they're working. He's already made some adjustments during the offseason on, you know, pitch usage and how he plans to attack hitters. But the greatest thing about Jordan, he's he's fearless out there. He throws strikes. He takes the ball. He wants every inning he can possibly get. And there's a lot to that for younger players to see. You know, that's how you make your living in this game is to be available and go out there and perform. And as a starting pitcher to do it every fifth day, there's a ton of value in that to any team. How much does Kyle? competition uh, going to help the younger guys you know a lot of the younger guys because of where the club was were just kind of given their spot like here it is here you know it's yours like we don't have another option to go to how much does now the fact that you know if you're going to come up and, and crack this rotation you're going to have to you know wedge your way in past some guys that are pretty good how much does that help the development process well i would start by saying we feel like those guys had earned that by their performance in the minor leagues to graduate to the big leagues. Now, continuing to keep a spot in the big leagues, that competition, that's where that comes in. Um, you know, and I think, like you mentioned yesterday in your, in your question, you know, tide rises all ships, right? So, right. I mean, that's that's what we're doing. We're putting more talent in the room. We've done it on the field. We've done it in the support system around them, whether that's coaches, R&D, you know, all the different departments that, that help uh, support the players in their performance. And none of us should be afraid of that competition because if we do it with the right mindset, it, it, it makes us all better. Do you feel like you've got all the options you would, I mean, everyone would always like more, no matter what you have. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, you know, there are Yankee managers that are like, well, we don't have this, right? <laughs> like, but, um, you know, do you feel like you've got all the options you need to mix and match one with your position players based upon uh, who the pitchers are that day? Do you feel like you've got the options now in the bullpen, the different looks? I know that's one of the big things that, you know, we hear was a raise way that we're, you know, assuming we're going to see here in Kansas City is the different arm angles and action and different things that the relievers have. Do you, do you have what you've got that you think you can mix and match and, and you know, attack as a manager now on a game? game by game basis yeah i mean i think that's part of the evolution that's probably why we have spring training is to 
see how the pieces come together, see who these guys really are when we get them out on the field and see who complements each other. You know, we have a lot of versatility. That's a big thing, you know, to put the best nine out there every night or at least to start the game and then we mix and match as the game goes on. And that's another – these guys have to get used to that. The younger players never had to do that in the minor leagues, and that's normal, right? You have to you have to become uh, – accustomed to learning how to come off the bench and have it have yourself ready to go or be pinch hit for and still be ready to go the next day you know the the mentality part of that that it's not always me that has to bear the weight of that situation we have 13 quality position players or 13 quality pitchers that it's okay we're all in this together and that's the that's what's going to come together here in the next six weeks Matt Couture is with us, the Royals manager. Is it always going to be 13 pitchers, or do you see you know, uh, a time where we get back to more position players and more flexibility as far as the lineup goes? Or, or is the way pitching is gone that you're going to need 13 every, every every game of every year? Well, I mean, that's the they, that's mandated by the league. You can't, that's the limit, right? <clears throat> you don't have to have 13, do you? You have to have – yeah, it has to be 13 position players, 13. Oh, it does? Yeah. Well, that's as far as I know, unless they change that. <laughs> no, no, that's – I thought that was the limit. No, they, they – um, maybe there's a time you can have – you can have less than 13 pitchers. Right. But you can't – and that's yeah. only for certain points. Okay. And other points it has I to be – I need to dig in then. September you have to have 14 and 14. I know that as the rosters expand. Right. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, if anything, they're going to want to limit – they the, they want to see more pitchers go further, so they want fewer pitchers, if anything, not more. I'm not sure right. if I answered that. Yeah, no, later. no, because I, I thought it was just a limit. You could not have – they were limiting how many pitchers you could have. Correct. Right? But to, but you could have less. Yeah, I don't think we're going to go with less. Okay. That's I mean, unless, unless there was one of those stretches where you would have – four off days some reason right, in, right. A, in a week but even that then you have you can't just call a guy back up whenever you want him you know there's those the rules on when guys are sent down how long they have to be down is the modern pitcher like you know we, we've always you know, we know that you just send a guy back to the bullpen the stuff ticks up because he unleashes he's not pacing himself as as a reliever more and more it seems like starters pitch that way that they are all out they are max effort on every pitch is is there you know is that What's driving the lesser innings is that guys just they don't pace themselves anymore. Like to to be a big leaguer, I remember I asked Greg Holland this. You know, I asked him about um, you know when he was uh, at the peak of his closing here in Kansas City. I said, you know, Mariano Rivera drifted over to the cutter because he said he wanted to save the wear and tear on his arm. He he, he wanted to you know elongate his career. That's where he came up with it. I don't know if that's true. Good that's, decision. That's what I read. I didn't <laughs> ask him. Yeah, right. It worked out for him. I said, you ever think about doing that? And, and Greg Holland said, I, I need every weapon I got and I'm using them all as fast as I can. And that kind of always struck with me that he was, you know, his mindset was, I need everything, and I'm going to attack. And when my arm goes, it goes. It seems like starters have that mindset now, too. Is that part of um, Yeah, game? I mean, I think most players are going all out all the time. I think I don't think that's why they do that. I think the industry changed to, you know, the third time through the order is a big thing. You know, statistically, how hitters perform against pitchers a third time through the order, that's been a big part of why uh, there's fewer innings. You know, and then everyone's trying to be conservative to protect pitchers, you know, because they are throwing harder and there is more wear and tear on their body. The assumption is that if you work them less, you have more time with them down the road before, you know, whether it's within season or within their career. Now, we need to, as an industry, find out what that balance is because, you know, guys are continuing to get hurt at a high rate and 
you know, we have better nutrition, better training. They have it all off season, those kinds of things. So there, I don't have a great answer for that. I know the, the majority of the reason that the innings have gone down, I think, is more on the statistical side of the third time through the order. Bobby Wood Jr. got a contract <clears throat> extension. Uh, Royals fans are excited. They know he's going to be here uh, for a long period of time. What does that do for the clubhouse, knowing that the organization identified a talent, developed a talent, and is now keeping a talent? Does that help in the day-to-day operation, or does it really just help with the fans and people like me? No, it's great for us. I mean, you know, you see, Bobby's just a joy to see every day, really. I mean, it's fun to be around him on the field, in the clubhouse. The players love him. They respect him. You know, and the thing that I've mentioned it before that really sticks with me is that how quickly in his career he earned the respect of guys like Salvi and Granke and the guys that have been around for a long time because of who he is and how he goes about it, how humble he is, that he cares for other people, and that he, and then, obviously, he's a great player. So, no, that helps, and I think that's motivation to other players coming up through the system and guys that are currently on the team. The team is open to to long-term deals, you know, with guys, you know, probably not to the extent of, of Bobby's in most cases because he's a, a generational talent, right? But you you can get security for yourself, for your family, if you know, in, in, in the right situations. How much more is there? How much more can he be? I mean, last year was... Uh, it's impressive. amazing. I mean, he's 23 years old. You know, I yeah. mean, I I think about that when I see him in here every day. Like 23 years old, and the 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 composure, the 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 ability to compartmentalize things. And you know, I mean, I I certainly don't know everything that goes into being who he is and all the demands that come on him from all angles. But he handles it, you know, flawlessly. Um, and I think that's why we felt so good as an organization about giving him that contract because of the, you know, you see all the things that can the derailers out there for guys in, in positions like his and he just seems to sidestep all of that how important for this organization is it that Vinny Pascantino and Brady Singer you know have that year and Brady said you know he's been good and I know last year was a goofy year with with the the way things started with the world baseball classic everything Vinny got hurt uh, you know but how important is it for, for two, you know a couple more guys to take that next step and for this organization to be looking at oh, okay do we lock these guys up as well I mean how, how much would that help well, I mean, I think those are two separate things as far as the contract and the performance. The, the, you know, the performance is first. And um, I can tell you there's not two more motivated guys to go out there and, and be who they think they are and who we think they are than, than Brady and Vinny. Um, you know, and th- that's what's really exciting, the, the drive they have. Um, you know, for, as far as Vinny putting him back in the lineup and what he brings to the table, he's so unique that he has power. He, he he gets on base. He doesn't strike out that much. You know, like that's a very unique package, especially for being left-handed to balance out the lineup. Um, as far as Brady, Brady is a top-of-the-rotation kind of guy when right, you know, and, and he's done a tremendous job of working on new things, being open-minded, because, as you know, guys can come up and have success, and then the league adjusts, and you're playing against the best of the best every night. So it's not like, oh, I got this, and now I'm good for the rest of my career. It's a give-and-take with everybody the whole time so it's exciting to see Brady healthy one and two getting a normal spring and three being able to use the stuff that he really worked on in the offseason Michael Garcia um, you know (laughs) played great over there at third base Uh, when and Bobby Witt hits like a third baseman so I don't know that you you know Michael Garcia has got to suddenly try to be Mike Schmidt or anything over there but would do you think there's more power there the 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 velocity coming off the bat is is 
great. Uh, it maybe can he raise the launch angle? Is there what 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 does he need to work on to be as uh, the best that he can be? Well, I think you're right. I mean, we're not looking for him to be Mike Schmidt. You know, we're looking for him to be Michael Garcia. And as he continues to evolve as a player, first and foremost, he's a really good baseball player. At whatever he does, he can run the bases. He plays defense. He can he can hit. He knows the game. He knows how to situationally hit. So he's a really good baseball player. I think as he continues to grow just add strength as as you do as you evolve in the game i think you're going to see more power but i don't think we're looking at somebody this year we're expecting to go from whatever he had last year to 20 homers that would be a bonus but we play in a really big ballpark too so you know i I don't think that's something we want him to try to do all right let's get to our final four with matt couture royals manager with us here in the program uh it's brought to you by the university of kansas health system the official health care provider of the kansas city royals get care from the experts the royals trust to make the right call learn more at kansashealthsystem.com slash royals uh matt i will start you with this uh what would you prefer a hitter's park or a pitcher's park pitching <laughs> you gotta win with pitching all right so you want a pitcher's park all right that's that's uh, i've been hearing that a lot uh from your you and your staff now um all right uh, last time we talked to terry Francona uh we texted last week yeah he was at the U of A alumni game Keone was there one of my former roommates was there and so got some pictures and we were texting back and forth okay uh if you were uh, not in baseball what would you be doing Ooh. Uh, probably, probably uh, remodeling or construction, something like okay, that. Okay, all right. You tinker at home? Do you do a lot of? Yeah, well, my that... family, my my wife's brothers have their own, uh, you know, construct. I don't want to say it's not uh, com- uh, residential construction, that okay. kind of stuff. And I used to work with them and another friend of mine back home, and I really enjoy that stuff. That's awesome. That's cool. And finally, do you uh, do you have any uh, catfish gear? You're the manager <laughs> of the Columbus Catfish of the South Atlantic League. By the way. Hudson Valley Renegades, the Bowling Green Hot Rods. I would think the Hot Rods or Catfish gear had to be pretty good. Do you have Catfish gear, Hot yeah, Rod gear? Yeah, I think I'm almost positive I was. that was the last year of the Catfish, 2008. Oh, and then the Hot Rods pour one out 2009. So <laughs> I ha- I, I'm almost positive I have the hat. Okay. Yeah, you know, I've kept the basically a hat from every spot they're in a box somewhere we just moved so i can't guarantee it but i probably have the hat i love the names of all those yeah, teams. minor league great names are great they're absolutely fantastic matt thanks so much for your time we appreciate it look forward to talking to you back in case all right thanks we're almost done for the day but there's just a few more things we'd like to share but there's still more here's the kicker here's the kicker of this whole thing on the program but first the good sense end of the hour answer what sporting event prompted the first si cover that did not have a caption Ooh, sporting event mm-hmm. um what would not need a caption on this date on this date, so February 22nd. Mm-hmm. It's a little late for a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Basketball season in full go. Spring training, no horses, no none of that kind of stuff. I think it'd almost have to be basketball, wouldn't it? Nope. If I give you the year, you give might the remember. Year. February 22nd, 1980. Miracle on Ice? Miracle on Ice. To this wow. date, the only Sports Illustrated cover that does not have a caption. It's the celebration of all the of guys all up on the uh, yep. up on the uh, stand where Ruzioni uh, waved him up. Yep, only one. 
Wow, that is impressive. 44 years ago today. Uh, good sense, goodsensesubs.com. You can get it right now. Put your order in as we speak. Uh, you can use the 810 app, or excuse me, the uh, Good Sense app as well uh, to put your order in. The uh, freshest, best tasting subs are at Good Sense for 35 years. Happy birthday, Good Sense. Founded in Lenexa, Kansas. Put your order in right now. Uh, at GoodSenseSubs.com. It is a uh, a great time to order a Good Sense. And a quick shout-out to our friend Ken Morrow, once again. Yes, who was, was part of that uh, Miracle on Ice team. And uh, a few Stanley Cup championships. Yes. With Pretty the, good start to the 80s for Ken. Yeah, gold medal uh, with, the, uh, with the Miracle on Ice, and then uh, four cups with the New York Islanders. Not a bad way to get going. It's a pretty good four-year span. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and one of the best guys oh, uh, as well. Ace. Love us some Ken good Morrow. Good dude. Uh, great guy. Uh, our thanks to uh, Bobby Witt Jr. We taped that on getaway day for us yesterday. And uh, Matt Cotrero, the manager for the uh, Kansas City Royals. And um, what, what do you think? Now, you've heard of Cotrero. Uh, it's just going into a second year. We heard J.J. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, and now we've heard Bobby Witt. By the way, Bobby Witt, still a kid. I mean, he, yeah, you know, I'm old, so I mean, everybody looks young when you get to be old. But uh, it is just amazing how young he is, but how talented he is. And uh, it doesn't all ride with Bobby Witt. It really rides with everybody else. I think we feel pretty good that Bobby Witt's going to be really good. Although, I will say I was looking at his baseball reference page. Similar batters through age 23. Right? You want to hear the names? Yes. First of all, most similar by ages. At 22 is most similar, Omar Infante. Remember that last year? We were talking about, uh (sighs) uh-oh. Now at age 23, Gary Carter. (laughs) Hall of Fame catcher, (laughs) uh, Gary Carter. So the company starts to get better. Similar batters through age 23. Gary Carter, Glaber Torres, Travis Fryman, who was a heck of a player for the Tigers Mm -hmm. for a while. Earl Williams, Tony Lazeri. Dick McAuliffe, uh, Troy Tulowitzki. That's a positional uh, similarity. That's yeah. pretty good. Dib Williams, Eric Miner, and Luis Garcia Jr. But Tulowitzki in there, Travis Fryman in there. Those are some pretty Tony good Tony Lazaria Hall of Famer. Tony Lazaria Hall of Famer. That's right. I mean, that is that's some much better company uh, yeah. that we're looking at. Uh, that second year was a big one for him. Yeah, and it's it's the most recent one. If it if he blew up as a 22 year old, and then the next year was a slide back, you'd, you'd think about those numbers a little differently. The fact that he's coming off that best year, uh, I think, le- lends you to believe that there's even more more greatness to come. And it just it seems like he's been because he's the I guess the son of a major leaguer. He's been a prospect for a while. It seems like he's been in our minds for longer than he has. Um, but he's there he is, and I think he's just about to, to take off even more. He doesn't seem to be bothered by it. There's a lot of Mahomes. There's a com- comparison. There's a kid who grew up in around Major League Sports and in clubhouses. So I think from that standpoint, maybe he's a little wise for, for his age. Um, he doesn't seem bothered at all by the enormity of, of what's been put upon him. The high draft pick. And then having that big season, now a big contract, he doesn't seem really that phased by. There's some commonality with Patrick Mahomes in that as well. Yeah, no, I, I agree. He does, like, you know, and we, we, you just heard him, like, hey, this was it. You were going to be a baseball player, right? There, there was never anything else. He's, I like football. You know, I played wide receiver and corner everything. But, yeah, baseball was really you know, kind of always the deal. And I think when you grow up in a baseball family and, you know, you're, you're able to be that close, of course you'd fall in love with it, getting to be at the clubhouse and – you know, being around a guy who knew big leaguers, your dad, mm-hmm. you know, being there, absolutely, you're going to gravitate towards it. And so, 
This is what he was always going to be, and he's athletically gifted. And and because of that, like Patrick Mahomes, yeah, I think he's prepared for the stardom. And as a guy who was had a great season and a year in which his team lost a lot of games, quite often Bobby Witt Jr. stood in front of a gaggle of reporters after a night that he had that was good but his team lost. And he handled it really, really well. We've all seen players who are much older than, than Bobby Wood Jr. not handle those situations to balance what he did. Yeah, you know, it's about the team. It's about the team. It's about the team. And I'm sure that gets drilled into you. And it seems like it's easy to say. But when you're kicking ass and your team's losing every other night, that's a little difficult, I think, for a lot of people to handle. And he handled that masterfully last year. Never had a bad answer. Um, and now I think he's got, got a chance to put up some big numbers for a team that's, uh, that's a lot better than he played for a year ago. And... You wonder how much the recent success of teams like the Rangers and the Orioles and the Diamondbacks, the Rangers who threw a lot of money at it, but that kind of shortens the curve on what the expectations are for teams. And uh, I think uh, there's every reason to believe they'll be significantly better this year, and, and who knows about the, the years to come. But it doesn't all ride on him, but a lot of it does. A lot, a lot of it does. He, I mean, he's okay with that. Yeah, he is, and, and he needs to be a star, and that's what the Royals are paying him to be, is a star. And, you know, the on-base percentages early in his time uh, with the uh, with the organization, I mean, in various, you know, handfuls of games, 354, um, excuse me, uh, 317, 361, 352, 369. Uh, then he got to the big leagues, 294, last year 319. That needs to trend up more towards the yeah. 340 range, right? But when you hear Troy Tulowitzki, you know, a, as a comp, I mean, would you take right now, uh, Troy Tulowitzki is now 34 years old, uh, last year played in just five games, and in fact uh, has, a, has only played 100 games, since he played, hadn't played 100 games since 2016. Uh, he's done. He Last year was 2019, yeah. so he's done. Um, I don't know why I was thinking, like, 2019 seems like yesterday, but it wasn't. It was five years ago. Anyway, uh, if Bobby Wood Jr. had 225 home runs, 780 Driven in a 291, 361, 495 for 856 OPS. You'd take the slash line, right? Yeah, the slash line, yeah. The but, overall number but, production, you'd want more. But that slash line's pretty tasty. We're, we're, we're counting on more than 225 home runs, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the things to, that's there. You know, you hope Bobby Witt Jr. stays healthier. And listen, he stole 59 bases, albeit with bigger bases and limited throws over to first base. So it's not apples to apples. But 20 stolen bases was the high for Tulowitzki, which kind of speaks to the greater athlete that Bobby Wood Jr. is. Yes. That he's very athletic, has those explosive tools. Hopefully you, you hope the explosion doesn't create leg injuries or something yeah. like that. But he should age better than Troy Tulowitzki did, whose career was very much on the downslope. Like almost after, certainly after age 30, it, it was on the downslope. I mean, you know, he, his, his home runs by year uh, won in – 25 games, 24, 8, 32, 27, 38, 25, 21, 17, 24, 7, out of baseball, 1. Yeah. yeah I, I'd like to think that he's, you know, I just want to be clear that, that you know, through age 30 is Bobby Witt's, you know, kind of the seven years of Bobby Witt's contract, 29, 30. So, you know, Troy Tulowitzki was, uh, you know, top 10 in MVP, 1, 2, three times uh top five twice gold gloves silver sluggers it's not a bad comp but no. I, I think right now would you like we we played this game with ku would you if i gave you a sweet 16 right now and you're a ku fan would you take that and put it in the pocket or would you roll the dice that they can do better than that and 
if I gave you Troy Tulowitzki's career, would you take it right now for Bobby Wood Jr. or would you roll the dice and see what he can do? I think I'd I think I'd take the slash line, I'd roll the dice on the on the, you gotta take the whole thing. cumulative. Um I want more. Yeah. I roll the dice. A little dice. bit more. Yeah. I roll the dice. I think he can be better uh than what Troy Tulowitzki was. Again, it's not all on him. I think there is a lot on Vinny Pascantino. I loved what I heard from Vinny Pascantino yeah. this week. I think he's ready uh to to make it happen. Uh, Velasquez, you know, they've got to hit the ball over the wall more. And it can't just be Bobby Wood Jr. And Velasquez and Vinny Pascantino are guys that can do that and are cost-effective. And if those guys hit the ball over the fence, it makes it easy for other people to get better. But when it's just one guy you got to work around, I mean, f- as much as the home run is still fairly common, it's still the one thing everyone fears. And the more guys you have in the lineup that can hit the ball over the fence, the more pitchers have to deal with the other guys around them a little differently. And it's it's kind of a ripple effect where it just spreads out from one from one batter to the rest. So yes, it can't just be one guy hitting bombs. You no. can work around one guy. Yeah, you start to see, you know, again, there's a lot of ifs. There's too many ifs to be like, yes, this is going to be a playoff team, right? But you start to see what they're working towards. Yeah. And if you can get Velasquez uh, playing in left field, for me, the dream is Velasquez in left, uh, pretty much owning that position along with some being replaced by Drew Waters for defense and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And Isabel Waters, maybe platoon. Uh, if Waters could win that, that would be great. He's got the higher upside with the bat over Isabel. It's Renfro and Wright, obviously being subbed out maybe by Waters and by Velasquez. It's MJ Melendez only as a DH. Only as a DH. I'm pretty adamant about that. Yeah. With Salvi, DH and some there. Velasquez, DH and some there. And then Massey winning the second base job. He, if if they go to Adam Frazier, then you know you're capped out on what you can get from that spot. But uh, Massey winning the second base job. Um, Vinny, like we said at first. Uh, Michael Garcia building on what he did in Venezuela in the, in the Winter League. And then with just natural progression, whatever that might be, or maintaining what he's got. And you start to see where the lineup fits. I hope you see Drew Waters in left field a lot as a defensive replacement. That means they're ahead in a lot of games. Yes. <laughs> you don't need the bat as much. I'd love to see him in the ninth inning about 50% of the time. Yeah. No, me too. And I think you're going to see a lot more mixing and matching. I think yeah. you're going to see that. I think they've given Quatrero the tools in the bullpen, a lot of different uh, options out there. Uh, but also, um, you know, when the lineup comes around, I think, you know, you can mix and match Hampson. And mix and match Frazier, guys that are legit big leaders. This looks like a complete big league team. And it'll be interesting, his first year as a manager, we didn't really know how much of what Quattraro did last year was philosophy and just finding things out. We'll know a lot more about what kind of manager he'll be this year than we did a year ago, just because there'll be more important games, more decisions that are actually game decisions and not just overall club decisions yeah no i agree he's he's got the tools to work with now now let's see what he can do we'll know a lot more about matt quatrero for sure because uh, last year was a complete free pass for me when it comes to matt quatrero uh, again our thanks to bobby witt and matt quatrero and the royals pr staff for helping us all week long in surprise